This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. I am here with the quickie. Uh, We are going to talk about the First Amendment, about freedom of speech, and about selfies. I know you guys are all really excited, so (laughs) I'm going to first start out by giving you some examples. Okay, so let's say you are running for office, you are a state representative, you go to the voting booth, um, and you take a picture of yourself with your ballot, and then you post it online to show that you voted for for yourself and for others other candidates um, that you liked and that you encourage other people to do the same. Um, And then the FBI shows up at your house or the state police. Okay. Second scenario. Let's say um, you were at the state house um, and you took a photo of your ballot to memorialize your own candidacy again. um, And then you purposely or then you heard that the attorney general's office in your state was attempting to prosecute people for violating a ban on photos in in uh, voting booths. So you posted your ballot and protest writing, come at me, bro, on Facebook. (laughs) And then the cops came to your house. Okay, last one. Let's say you hate all the candidates and you think they all suck. So you decide that you're going to take a photo um, of you in the photo booth having voted for your deceased dog uh, and you are going to vote for your dog and you are now going to post this photo of you with your ballot where you voted for your dog um, on Facebook and then the cops come to your house. Um, So those are three real scenarios. Those are three things that actually happened. Um, They could happen to you. And the reason why these are happening is that in some states it is actually illegal to take a picture of yourself in the voting booth with your ballot to show who you vote for. So let's Walk it back a second, and let's talk about why we have these laws in the first place. So the reason why these laws were created, which was because during the 30s and the 40s, there was a lot of voter coercion and a lot of vote buying. Essentially, what would happen was if you worked for a company uh, and your company was in favor or your boss, we should say, the CEO of the company was in favor of a certain candidate, he would tell all of his employees, you have to vote for this candidate. And if you don't vote for this candidate and you have to take a picture of yourself in the voting booth voting for this candidate to prove to me that you actually did it. Otherwise, you get fired. Mm. Or let's say you are part of a union and the union boss says to you the same thing. I want a picture of you in the voting booth with the ballot so that I can see that you voted for the person that the union said that you should vote for. That's why those laws were created in the first place. They were created to prevent that. And it's because people who were in positions of power were using their positions of power to influence the votes of the people who are under them by saying, we're going to throw you out of the union or you're going to lose your job. And so you have to do this. And so states reacted to the vote buying and voter coercion by saying, you know what, we're going to pass these laws which make it illegal to take pictures of you in the ballot with your, I'm sorry, in the voting booth with your ballot. So it was done for people's protections. Now, side note, I think that was the wrong way to handle it. I think you should have gone after the people who were doing the voter coercion and the voter buying. But, you know, I wasn't around back then, um, and that's not what they did. So now these laws are now coming under Um, scrutiny uh, in the 21st century because we live in a world where everybody takes pictures all the time. They post these photos online. The selfie is like the biggest thing since sliced bread Um, and everybody wants to do a Snapchat and an Instagram and a Twitter and a Facebook of themselves, including in the voting booth. And so now people are actually coming under fire for this. Um, So recently the ACLU, which is the American Civil Liberties Union and other civil rights groups have sort of taken up this issue and they are making the argument that 
that these bans on photo booth selfies are illegal because they violate the First Amendment of the Constitution, which says you have freedom of speech and freedom of expression. And taking a photo of yourself in the voting booth and posting it to social media is the very antithesis of your freedom of expression, freedom to express to others who you voted for and that you voted. Um, So how did this all come about? Well, uh, there was a case um, that came out in the Supreme Court last term. Uh, it kind of flew under the radar. Yeah. Nobody really was talking about it. It was called Reed versus the Town of Gilbert. And what it did was it struck down an Arizona municipal sign regulation, which put strict limits on signs that uh, had directions to church gatherings and um, on those other type of then those with other type of men- messages, such as advertisements of political candidates. Essentially, basically, they said if you want to advertise a church gathering, then you have to follow certain rules. But if you want to advertise other gatherings, such as, you know, this political candidate is going to be giving uh, a campaign rally, those would be under other rules. And so um, this was challenged. It went up to the Supreme Court. And in an opinion that was a majority opinion written by Justice Clarence Thomas, of course, somebody I don't always agree with, but I agree with him here. He said that this um, kind of regulation uh, was a violation of the First Amendment because it treated two, it treated speech um, about two different subjects differently based on what the topic was, right? right? If it was about religion and about church, it was treated one way. If it was tr- about anything else, it was treated differently. And he said this can't stand under the First Amendment. That's kind of opened up a can of worms um, where there was now new lawsuits. And so the first lawsuit was in New Hampshire. Uh, and a federal judge recently said that it was unconstitutional for the government to try and ban the ballot selfie. Um, in 2000. 2014, New Hampshire amended a state law and prohibited voters from taking photos of their marked ballots and then distributing or sharing these images on social media or by other means. The state said it wanted to protect the sanctity of the secret ballot and guard against vote buying and vote coercion voter coercion, which is what I talked about in the very beginning of the quickie. Um, and this law, like I said, was challenged. Um, and it, the ACLU won in a 42 page decision that was written by district judge, Paul Barba. Barbadoro, I'm sorry, he said the state had violated the First Amendment because it provided a solution for a problem that did not exist. Mm. He said that there was no evidence in the record that showed that there had been voter buying or voter coercion in New Hampshire since the late 1800s. And his opinion partly relied on the Reed case, which I previously mentioned, um, saying that you know, under the Reed case and the First Amendment, this kind of regulation was targeting uh, speech and therefore could not stand. Um, and so now, um, uh, although uh, New Hampshire was the first state to specifically ban ballot selfies, uh, many other states uh, have had longstanding bans on photography in polling places. Another one of those states is Indiana. And so now the ACLU is uh, bringing a case in Indiana to challenge these laws. And it'll be really interesting going forward uh, to see you know, how this sort of plays out, because there's definitely two you know, important competing interests at work here, which is on one hand, you know, First Amendment, but on the other hand, wanting to make sure that we don't return to a time uh, where there's voter coercion and voter buying. So that's all I got for you today. Will these be, will these cases be wrapped up by 2016? The 2016 election, you know, or we don't I know. honestly don't know the answer oh, to that God. question because even this case in New Hampshire may now be challenged further. There may be an appeal up to right. the circuit court and then further up to the Supreme Court. You're going to see now challenges in Indiana as well. I can't say for sure whether it will be resolved by 2016. On one hand, I want to say no because of the way that the Supreme Court picks and chooses cases, and it may just not be ripe to go to the Supreme Court by the time the election happens. 
Or the Supreme Court could step in and say, you know what, we're going to pluck this issue. We think it's important for us to deal with it. But that's generally not the case, so uh, it's really hard to tell. So on that note, be careful when you're taking those selfies inside the ballot, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to Let Your Voice Be Heard today. You can catch us on scatterradio.com. You can also uh, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes at LYVBH Radio. We're also on Stitcher, so LYVBH Radio. We're all over, guys. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, and we'll see you next week. is a guided meditation on parenting. Begin by finding a comfortable, relaxed position. Let out whatever stress is in your body. It could be from the time you left your daughter's blouse in the dryer too long and it shrunk four sizes, or when you donated her private diary to the public library, or when you thought chaperoning the school dance meant actually dancing in the school dance. Whatever it is, let it go. The fire you started with that experimental dinner, let it go. The time you drove away from the gas pump, with the gas pump, let it go. Three, very relaxed. Two, there you go. One. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. More people in the United States die from diseases caused by cigarette smoking more than by abusing prescription painkillers, illegal drugs, and alcohol. According to the Center for Disease Control, 480,000 people die from diseases brought on by cigarette smoking in 2003, while only 56,000 people die from alcoholism, prescription painkillers, 